Hi, Rockstar. Christina Cantors from The C Method here. I'm currently on maternity leave and taking a break from the podcast, but I'm excited to share with you a selection of best of episodes, which are some of my personal favorites from the standout Get Noticed back catalogue. To get access to 200 plus podcast episodes, as well as monthly online courses and live webinars, become a premium member and join The C Method Academy at thecmethod.com join. In this best of... I take you back to 2015, where I set myself a challenge to perform on the streets of Melbourne with my ukulele. Before I took the leap, I went out and I met the street performers of Melbourne, and in this episode, you hear their stories. I'm resharing this episode because it reminds me of the vibrant energy of my hometown Melbourne pre-COVID lockdown. I truly miss it, and I can't wait until we can all experience it again. This episode was also one of my first attempts at a narrative-style podcast. Enjoy. Alrighty, you ready to meet the street performers of Melbourne? Let's go. Melbourne is an amazing melting pot of food, drink, arts, entertainment and people. Everywhere you look, there are bars, cafes, shops, restaurants, and everywhere you don't look, there are tiny laneways that harbour hidden art installations, secret staircases that lead to lavish cocktail bars, and hole-in-the-wall eateries that only the locals know about. The central downtown area is teeming with suited-up corporates rushing to lunch, bearded hipsters darting around on their fixie bikes, students lazing in front of the State Library, and the iconic trams dinging at inattentive pedestrians. And the street performers. Oh man, they are everywhere. You've got dance troupes, artists, acrobats, musicians, painted statue people, young and old people, talented and terrible people, all performing for the general public in the hopes of a smile, a conversation, a job opportunity, and of course, cash. They are an integral part of Melbourne's urban fabric contributing to Melbourne's beautiful, vibrant, rich culture. Now, all the sounds that you'll hear throughout this episode are from buskers that you hear around Melbourne City. So, I took to the streets and I met a few buskers. The first guy I spoke to, his name is Joe, and he uses the money he earns from busking to travel the world. Here's Joe. You play what? Lap tapping guitar. What is lap tapping guitar? Uh, it's an acoustic guitar, but instead of playing it conventionally, I play it on my lap. So you play the neck kind of like a piano, and then you use the body as a drum at the same time. Wow, that's very cool. How long have you been playing that? Mm, like six years, but I've been playing yeah. guitar for like 14, 15 years. So what do you like about the the lap? So it was again the lap tapping. Slap so tapping guitar. Lap tapping. There's so <laughs> lap much more you can do with it. Uh, when you play guitar like that, you're restricted to the you know the, sort of the width of your fingers maybe like an octave or something. When you play lap tapping, you have uh, a lot more you can do. You can play a melody with the left hand and a melody with the right hand, as well as putting some beat in there to kind of keep it going. So you can get a much bigger sound. You can get, as opposed to just the sound of one guitar, you can get almost like three instruments at once, guitar, bass, and drums, so rhythm, lead, and drums. So So how long have you been busking for? Um, About five, six years. Wow, so you're a pro. (laughs) Well, I don't know what it counts as a pro. I think, I mean, it's my sole income so in that sense yeah if it's your sole income yeah it's my job it's my full-time job yeah professional busker wow i haven't been a full-time busker i did have like part-time jobs for a few years yeah and then went full-time less than a year ago yeah but it's also the best way to travel as well it's got me 
around the world, so I'm very happy about that. Do you need permits everywhere you go? No, Australia is the first place I've ever had a permit. Wow. Um, a lot of Europe is just forbidden now, so he's just kind of dodging the police or dealing with the fines when you get it. London's pretty tolerated. America is pretty tolerated. Yeah. Um, but here's the first place I've been where you can apply for license and get one. Right. What was what was it like when you were first getting started? Shit myself. Oh my god, <laughs> I was so scared. Yeah. So scared. My set wasn't perfected. I wasn't really sure what I was doing. Um, I didn't even start lap tapping. I was doing kind of conventional, trying to sing, and I really can't sing. So obviously wasn't doing very good. And it was more when I started focusing on playing like this, so I started getting bigger crowds. Um, yeah, so scary. So 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 scary. I first first time I moved to a country and was like, okay, I'm gonna, you know, this is gonna be my sole income. More often than not, I'd chicken out. I'd be like, wake up and I'd have a shower and get dressed. And I'm like, all right, I'm going to go, I'm going to go busking. And then like the nerves would get on top of me and I'd find some excuse like, oh, it looks like it's going to rain or it's too cold. Completely bullshit just because I was like so nervous and I didn't want to be like, I'm too scared. I just was looking for an excuse to me. Like, oh, I can't go today. Oh, what, that sucks. Um, what were you just, scared about? You're playing in front of thousands of strangers every day. Um, it's not that I'm scared someone's going to punch me. It's not the physical violence. It's just, especially the first few times you do it, you're really scared someone's going to tell you your shit or, <laughs> or you know you're gonna have one of those days and you feel like you're playing really shit and no one's listening um yeah but the longer i gone the complete opposite happens i only get compliments i only get crowds yeah so it turns out it's not that scary after all so what tips do you have for someone who is brand new to busking and is about to go busking for the very first time um number one smile even if you're not making eye contact with everyone just always trying to look like you're happy um Self-discipline, that sort of, uh, it's been one great thing for me, actually one of the, probably the best benefits of had of busking is to learn that self-discipline. You know, when you have a job or you're at university, if you don't go to work or you turn up late or you don't do your assignment, you get in trouble. If I don't go busking, no one's going to tell me off, no one's going to ring me up and like, hey, where are you? It's just yeah. I don't make money and I'm kind of screwing myself. Over. So I've really sort of learned to sort of, um, yeah, with myself. So I think to completely have that sort of self-determination and... Um, you got to motivate yourself. Yeah, that's it. You need that self-motivation. A lot of self-motivation. Okay. Um, smiling. Good equipment. That took me a long time to sort of like really invest in my um, product. I had a really shitty amp at first and a, not such a good guitar. Um, as I got started making more money and getting a bigger crowd, I invested in the right equipment. And it's made a ridiculous amount of money. Uh, and just enjoy it. Like don't don't treat it like a job in the sense of like if you want to go full time, yes, you have to wake up and yeah, you have to go get six or eight hours out a day. You have to treat it like a job. But just enjoy it. You know, enjoy the fact that you're doing something you love and you're making people happy and stuff. Yeah. Great. Awesome. Well you've given me a lot of motivation, so thank awesome. you. <laughs> oh, I'm glad I could help. So there you go, you can travel the world and earn money as you do it. Now here's Matt, who was performing on the corner of Swanson Street and Lonsdale Street. Turns out, he'd only just started, just uh, well, like Matt, me. Um, it's Matthew if I'm in trouble. Um, and I guess I'd sing and play guitar. How long have you been busking for? Half an hour. <laughs> <laughs> what prompted you to start busking, Matt? Uh, flexibility, um, and I want to get myself out there and um, and meet some people and um, yeah, show show my wares, as it were. So you've just moved here from the UK. What what made you choose Melbourne? Uh, my girlfriend is studying at uni here, so so I came as a house husband, and I'm looking after her a lot. So, yeah. but uh, in the meantime, I'm getting a bit bored at home, so I wanted to get out and and show some people my songs. 
because I've been writing a lot of songs. So, so um, what do you enjoy most so far, what you found with busking? In, your last, in the last 20 minutes. Uh, I've had a few people smiling at me, which has been nice, actually. It's been quite a good surprise. So, um, and uh, yeah, people have been pretty lovely, really. Have you, ever been, have you ever busked in the UK? I have busked in the UK, but not a lot. I've done lots of gigs in bands and things, but busking isn't something that I've really done a lot. I busked in LA, actually, more than anywhere else. For about a month, I busked in LA, and that was good fun. But that was a while ago, many, many, many years ago, actually, when all I could play was three U2 songs. <laughs> What tips do you have for someone who is about to start busking? Uh, make sure you've got more than two songs. <laughs> and um, just get out there. Put yourself out there. Put yourself on the line. Nobody knows what it's actually supposed to sound like, really, anyway. So, you know, um, and it, you kind of just blend into the background a bit anyway. And, uh, and you know, there'll, there'll be the odd person who will really appreciate what you do. Mm-hmm. And that makes it all worth it. The very first time you bust, were you scared? No, I was desperate for pizza, and I needed some money. <laughs> How long did it take you to earn enough money for pizza? Not long, actually. Um, the Americans, they, they love you too, so I, was, I did pretty well. Um, probably, I don't know, about 20 minutes, half an hour. Yeah. See, my goal is to earn back the cost of my busking permit. Do you reckon I'd be able to do that? Yes. <laughs> yes, um, in, a, in about half an hour, I think. Right. Well, it depends. What, which, which permit did you get? Did you get the one where you can sell CDs and everything as well? Oh no, I don't have any CDs. <laughs> the $20 one. Yeah, I think I'm pretty I'm highly confident you'll get $20 pretty quickly. Nice. Hopefully at the end of my busking gig I will have enough money to buy a pizza too. Now the other day I was walking along and I saw two guys busking together. One was playing guitar and the other was doing a weird dance that seemed to be a combination of popping and interpretive dance. I had to meet them. Just just as a heads up, I think I was super hyped up on coffee that day, so I speak really excitedly and forcefully into the mic, so I apologise for my sort of overly forceful, loud sounds. Um, yeah, sorry about that. I'm, I'm still getting used to doing interviews on the street. I'm Marcellus. And I'm Zach. California. How long have you been in Melbourne for? Three days. Three days! How are you finding it? Oh, I love it here. I love it, yes. I do miss my little hippie town in Berkeley a little bit, but city, city life is fun. It's exciting, you know? It's like super hardcore out here, so. What do you mean by hardcore? Like, it's all over the place. It's like a huge, like, busking culture. The competition here is ridiculous. There's a lot of people playing every block, every half block. Buskers everywhere. I ask Marcellus and Zach what they think makes a good busker and what's it like getting started. You just keep doing it. The, the, it, the hard thing to get started is because, um, like, when you first start, you might get like people looking at you funny or like you're nervous and stuff, but as long as you just keep doing it, keep being persistent, yeah, you'll get there. You'll feel more comfortable after a while. And also, like, just doing what you enjoy. Because if you enjoy it, like, there's got to be something that attracted you to it. So there's going to be other people who enjoy seeing you do what you enjoy. Can you share what your act is, guys? I play guitar and sing, and Zach dances. He busts out the moves. <laughs> I shake my butt. <laughs> what, sort of, what, what style of dancing is that that you do? Uh, I guess it has, like, a little bit from different things. The main influence would be... It's, it's like this dance style from the 90s called turfing in, uh, from the Bay Area. Uh, 
it has like influence of pop blocking in it and maybe like some liquid waving and but uh like the footwork that i like to do is like it's clown walking and like i don't know just moving my feet really quick <laughs> that's it what's the what's the craziest thing that you that's ever happened to you while you were busking Ooh, craziest thing probably a couple of things like a guy gave me some like a roll of condoms <laughs> He just gave me a roll of condoms, and he's like, here you go, buddy. You're going to need these. I'm like, okay. I definitely <laughs> get, like, a lot of people trying to, like, dance off with me. Like, they suddenly found their dance moves, like, that they kept <laughs> stirred, and then they just, like, especially if they're intoxicated, that helps a lot with yeah. their their courage. Like, yeah. But, no, it's, I've been surprised, too. Like, I'm not, like, the best dancer or anything, so, like, when I see other people dance and stuff, it's, like, I, I love it. I, I enjoy it, yeah. you know? How, how many hours are you busking for each day, and how many days per week? Well, back home, it's kind of, like, there's certain hours that are just hot spots, like, maybe, like, an hour or two in the morning, an hour or two at night. Here, it, it's, it could be all day. You could be out here for hours, because there's always people. Always people. Yeah, some, That's the thing. Sometimes I'm busking, like, five hours straight. <laughs> You're dancing for five hours straight? <laughs> yeah. But then, like, other times, like, I've, like, my feet are messed up. They are not pretty after doing, like, back-to-back stuff like that. But then sometimes it's just, you know, you're not feeling it or you're getting, like, bad, like, people are looking at you funny and you just, like, get a little discouraged and you just want to, like, call it an early day. Yeah. Okay, one last question. What to you is your favorite thing about busking? The people. I, I love, like meeting people that are like hey keep going man or like they're into the song that i'm singing or like you know just making someone's day feels really nice like that's the best part for me yeah there's just like so many just random interactions with people like that i don't exist in these people's world until like this point and then they're like oh blah, blah, blah. they say whatever they want we just like suddenly become like in each other's worlds like i don't, I don't know how to explain it like like right now, I didn't exist to you until like we just had this conversation, you know. Okay. Yeah. Later, yeah. later. Can I have a dance with you? <laughs> so I had a bit of a public dance off with Zach. Why not? He was way better than me, of course. I didn't. I didn't get any coins thrown at me. Okay, so my next conversation was with a lovely lady named Tash. She's a bit different to the other buskers, as you're about to find out. So, Tash, what do people know you as? The balloon lady. Why? Because I make balloons for little ones. Oh, and big people too, and special needs as well. Uh, I do big festivals, uh, charity events, weddings, baby showers, bucks nights, hens nights, and wedding receptions. You have a lot of balloon colours here. How many do you have? Uh, okay, hang on, wait, I'll count. 39 <laughs> colours. So, you're, so what you're doing is obviously very different to a musician who's playing music and trying to attract people with their music. What do you find makes a difference to attracting people to come over? Oh, having a display and being friendly and encouraging good eating habits and and exercise. And Hang on, you're encouraging good eating habits. You're the balloon lady. <laughs> yeah, because you want the kids to make sure they're eating right and exercising and they're also staying close to their parents in the city to be safe because sometimes the city isn't as safe as what some parents believe it to be. So you've got to put across good messages. That's fantastic. I love that. How many hours are you here for each day? Uh, well, between you and me, uh, anywhere from 8 to sometimes 12 hours. And in summer, so that's winter, in summer, 
it can be up to 16 hour days oh my goodness that's that those are long days it is but we're meant to technically move every two hours <laughs> between you and me i don't move every two hours because that's just insane we well, do have a lot of uh, you do have a lot of tubs here full of balloons so what what's the most challenging part of it for you oh the parents <laughs> definitely the parents what's wrong with the parents Oh, because I think that every time they see a balloon person, it's going to cost them a small fortune. Where in actual fact, because I go by donation, it doesn't actually have to cost you a small fortune. And I don't judge anybody by how much they do or don't give. Right. That's awesome. And what's, what's your favourite part about it? Uh, sometimes people bring me a coffee or um, Christmas time. I got some biscuits homemade by a couple of little kids. Oh, and then there's, like, the, the couple of Mensa children that are real smart, real, real smart, that um, it's weird having, like, an adult conversation with because they're only, like, three and four. And then I've got the special needs people, and they're, like, some of them are in their 40s and 50s. Um, and then I mind one guy's dog, and, oh, there's too many, too many to mention. Do you have any tips for someone who is just about to start busking and has never done it before? Uh, yeah, just... Smile, be polite, and give off good energy. Tash, the balloon lady, keeping the children of Melbourne happy, healthy and safe. The final busker I spoke to was Damon. He plays a guitar and also sings, but also plays a few other instruments like, like the harmonica and the tambourine. He had a lot of stories to share. Here's Damon. Sometimes I might bring in a tambourine as well to play alongside the guitar and harmonica. At the same time? Yes. That's very talented. No, not really. Oh, well, I think it is. I couldn't do that. (laughs) How long have have you been busking for? Almost six years. Full-time gig. Seven days a week. 364 days a year. I only ever take Christmas off. Oh, my goodness. Why did you start busking? Necessity couldn't find a job and uh, when you're made redundant from one job you end up going eh, I can't find anything anywhere for like nine months of searching applying for 5,000 jobs or more a week and no response so you go and get and then you end up seeing a violinist who you talk to and next thing you know you're you're busking yeah years later I'm still doing it were you scared the first time you tried it for the first week or so yeah not anymore. These days it's natural. Why was it scary at the start? Because I'd never done anything like that before. And I didn't even know how to play my instruments at the very start. <laughs> now I actually know how to play them, but it took a long time of having bottles thrown at me, being spat on, called names and all that crap, to finally go, hey, I can make a decent living now. And I know over 40 songs now, and I know how to play my instrument. Woo. People spat on you? At the start, yeah. Why do you think that is? It was a lot crueler in Melbourne a long time ago. Wow, you're like, you're like the veteran busker of Melbourne. No, there's a few others who've done it a lot longer than me. Like the old guy that plays the um, the, the rubbish bins. Kind of, but I'm, uh, there's a few few buskers who, when you get to know them, have done it for 13, 20, maybe even more years than that, as their only thing, and then. If they tried to apply for a job these days, they wouldn't be able to do it because they've got no work history. Like me, I've got 
because I got no up-to-date work history, I probably wouldn't get a job. So, <laughs> so does that bother you? No. Is busking? How do you see yourself busking for a long time to come? Till the day I die. What's your favourite part of busking? The smiles, the the little kid where you can make an you can make an old man turn his ear and go, hey, he's pretty good. You can make a woman sit there and sit there and smile and go, I love you. Only for that song. You can make a little kid de- dance and tap his feet, and that's just like you squat down to their level to sing to them, unplugged, and it's just you watching them just all joyful dancing, and it's it's a beautiful sensation, addictive almost. <laughs> We're there every day to make you happy. As well as, yeah, we need to earn a living so we can pay our rent and bills and all this crap and buy food for ourselves and replace bits and pieces of equipment. But on that note, we're mainly there to try and entertain you guys and and make your day a little bit more pleasant as you go about your boring business. I actually ended the interview there, but, but then Damon started talking about why it's important to be able to seduce people as a busker. I had to hit record again. This was too interesting. As a busker, it's more, it's not just your performance. Yeah, well, you have to, okay, as us musicians, you have to be able to play your instrument. You have to be able to actually sing compared to the pop stars. You also need to know how to manipulate people in the fact that when you hit that eye contact with a person who manipulated them enough, you can make them cry, laugh, smile, everything, feel emotions. Basically, screw with their emotions in a way to the point where they feel what you're singing. By seduce, you're making people love you, which builds the fan base. Uh, you have to know how to publicly speak. You have to know how to do your own accounting. You have to do your own planning. You have to be able to weather forecast. There's so many t- skills and traits you have to have as a busker. It's not just the performance base. So how do you engage with people in that split second as they're walking by? You try and... Imagine you don't have a microphone. Try and throw your voice. When you throw your voice, you're trying to throw it at that person, but hit the eye contact with that person. By the time you've done that, if they hit your eye contact back and you exchange it, suddenly, bang, they might stop. But you've got a three-second gap. And on average, a person will walk past you and you've got three seconds on average to catch the ear. You catch the ear, then you've got a 50-50 chance of them sticking around. And if they stick around, you've got an average one in every ten person, people might drop a tip or a donation uh, or a gratitude. Now, a tip is... Coin or note, donations, food, drink, and a gratitude is clap hands, thumbs up, or good on you, champ. What's the what's the weirdest thing you've ever received? What's the weirdest thing you've ever received that's not money? I had some. I had a drunk person who had stolen a lemon off, <laughs> out of the bar at the spice market. Who uh, they placed it in my case, and hanging out the side of the lemon was their phone number. Ooh, that's creative. I throw away too many phone numbers. I don't really keep many of them. Who needs Tinder when you've got a guitar case and a heavenly voice? <laughs> I guess so. You can seduce many women with music. It's, it, it doesn't... Well, you can seduce a lot of people, but it's, it's not just about seduction. It's, it's an overall package. <laughs> Those are stories of just a handful of the many buskers you'll find in Melbourne. As I chatted further with them, I discovered even more stories. Some funny, some sad, and some shocking. For example, Damon told me about a time someone used his own guitar to hit him over the head and steal his cash. He also told me how it gets incredibly lonely. 
Just like with any job, busking has its ups and downs. But the performers I spoke to said it was incredibly rewarding, and as you would have heard, they all love being able to bring joy to the people they interact with. I learned a number of lessons from speaking with them, and I'd like to share three of them with you today. Lesson number one, embrace random interactions. This is one of the best ways to shake up your routine of speaking to the same people day in, day out. You never know what you will discover. I met some really interesting people just by approaching them and saying, hey, I love what you're doing. Can I ask you some questions? I learned so many new things. Plus, talking to strangers does wonders for your confidence. So I challenge you to have a random conversation with someone. Buskers are really easy to approach, but you could also talk to, let's say, the bus driver or Uber driver or waiter or your dental assistant or the salesperson at the shops. Just try it and see what happens. Lesson number two, love your work by finding the meaning behind it. Tash, the balloon lady, she doesn't just make balloons. She's helping to keep the kids of Melbourne safe and healthy. So if you think your work is boring and meaningless, I challenge you to find the opportunities and the positives that make it more meaningful. Think about who you're helping, even if it's as simple as making someone else's day a little bit brighter. Which brings me to my third and final lesson. People are human. It's very easy to walk down the street and ignore the buskers or not make eye contact with the checkout chick at the grocery store or supermarket or be really rude on the phone to your phone company's customer service person. Remember that these people are human, just like you and me, and they really appreciate it when you give them a bit of acknowledgement. Even today, I'm currently working in a co-work space, and this morning I went into the kitchen and there was one guy in there making tea. I said, good morning, and he replied, morning, but didn't even look up to acknowledge me. You know how that made me feel? Not great. I thought, why do I even bother? I mean, it's so simple, just looking someone in the eye and giving them a genuine smile and a hello. Never underestimate how powerful that can be to making someone's day a little bit brighter. So I challenge you to acknowledge people and treat them like the humans that they are. So I hope you enjoyed meeting some of the buskers of Melbourne. Big thank you to the awesome buskers who featured in this episode, Joe, Matt, Marcellus, Zach, Tash and Damon. Thank you for letting me pick your brain and for helping make Melbourne the amazing, beautiful, vibrant city that it is. And that's all from me this week. Thank you so much for tuning in. The fact that you're listening has already made my day a little brighter. Keep on being awesome and I'll see you next week. My name is Christina Cantors and this has been Stand Out, Get Noticed.